the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 143 of the Usual Podcast, podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me back in the co-pilot's chair is my co-host, Will. What's up, bro Ham? What are we doing? I don't know. It's been, what, two months? Like two months. <laughs> well, two months ago. It's nice to be behind the mic. It is nice to be behind the mic. How are you feeling? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Back in town? I'm back in town, back yeah. at work. Back at work? Well, for the time being. Work, uh, work's fun. <laughs> we shall see. And because of work, we're sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What are you drinking, bro? Well, you force-fed me a shot of Bacardi yes, a little bit delicious. ago. And uh, I am enjoying a uh, nice Newcastle brown ale. Nice, dude. I'm drinking um, hot out of the, uh, off the presses. Is a Lagunitas brand new limited release super cluster. Uh, it is a citra hopped mega ale of intergalactic proportions. Wow. You know what I have up. to say about that? You're a super cluster. It's delicious. It's like about, I think it's about 8%. It's, uh, it's smooth. It's citrusy a little bit. Um, but with a lot of hops, it's nice, dude. It's really, really quite nice. Jealous? No, not really. Cool. <laughs> Anything else to add? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> so before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at usualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will is at I'm Will Griggs. iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play. Find us on all your favorite podcatchers. Share us, like us, and tell your friends. Uh, we have merch, teespring.com slash store slash usual podcast. And uh, yeah. Timestamps, show notes. If you're not a slow tour fan, we'll, we have a short slow tour this but week. But I have a question. Why wouldn't you be? I don't know, dude. Not everybody plays video games. It's true. But some people want to hear us talk about dumb stuff like movies and, and TV shows and Disney. I know. Weird, right? <laughs> yeah. We have a few people that listen. Anyway, so um, thanks to everybody who is in the chat room this week. We appreciate you being in there, and it is wonderful. Thanks for trailer time. We had a nice time watching some trailers. So again, um, patreon.com slash the usual podcast if you want to get in on uh, blooper reels and trailer time and all that kind of stuff. So here we are. I'm, I'm glad to be back, buddy. Me too. I'm um, Lots of cool stuff to talk about this week. Mm -hmm. And we I've kind of uh, retooled the outline a little bit, so we're going to be doing things in a little bit of a different order and let's fresh start we're creating a couple of little mini sections in the usual uh, the usual roundup to uh kind of go with the flow if you know what i mean i do and i'm glad you did it and i like that you're back me too so here we are um let's give a shout out to our drinking buddies eddie and of course mr john skeen who filled in for you often and awesomely um over the summer and we're going to bring him back in the next week or two. And, and Zen's got to be one by now. Well, Zen has been a drinking buddy for a long time. Um, but yeah, Zen, and thanks a big shout out to Zen as well. Um, and we gave him a shout out on the last show. The last show actually was our Pucked Cantina recording. And after that, and just as a little housekeeping thing too, I don't like giving that much time in between shows. 
But what happened was, obviously, I released the show on time. Yes. For the first time ever after a cantina. I know. I slaved over that thing. It was a pain in the butt to edit. But but the recording of it was much better this year. So that was better. Um, but we edit, I edited the thing, got it done. And then um, I was off the grid for a week. And then I came back. And then I was back to work. And then you came back into town. And then I was back to work. And then work and then work and then work so you're saying you work yeah i did a little bit of work but we're back we're back so uh we won't let that much time go in between shows again but it's been a few weeks but we're glad we're back so um should we get to any other drinking buddies any other people we got a shout out thanks to everybody on patreon who who helps us and supports us we love it we're hoping to do some uh, little some other stuff for you guys this month yeah i'm, so. I'm doing some uh, patreon housekeeping this weekend so you guys are going to start Start getting a lot more stuff. Sounds good to me, dude. Let's get to our uh, Star Wars Yoda Republic section, sir. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. Um. So, Swotor fan community is amazing. It is. Right? Um, what is the link I have in here? This is... It's the uh, Sotorista's new site. Yeah, so Sotorista put together a Sotor fan community, and I have a link in the show notes to that. Um, shouting out everybody creating content, uh, podcasts, all that kind of stuff for uh, for Sotor. And it's and Sotorista is... Um, how do I say it? Um, badass? Yeah. Let's say Sotorista is badass. Let's go with that. Uh, she's badass. We met her for the first time at um, in San Diego, and not only is she badass and what she creates on, on content online, she's got an amazing voice for podcasting. I know, and right? Just an all around awesome person, and we had she a, was a lot of fun to hang out with. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, she kept me calm during, and this will be a nice moment to talk, kind of wrap up our Comic Con moment. But um, she kept me calm when I was going to meet uh, Ari Salvatore that day. <laughs> her and Elise showed up because I guess. In a drunken state the night before, um, I said, I need somebody to stand in line with me because I'm going to get there early. And I was down there like literally nobody was there. Yeah, you were first in line. It was eight in the morning. I was first in line to meet one of my favorite authors. And uh, Elise and uh, Sor Teresa showed up and um, and supported me. They uh, We stood in the stun together. Um, it was it was a really nice time. Then we got some beverages afterwards. We all met Ari Salvatore. Got a free copy of his book. He signed it. We talked with him. It was really cool. So that was one of my top moments of uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Speaking for of sure. R.A. Salvatore here really quick, because mm-hmm. he does a lot of Dungeons and Dragons books, right? Indeed. Forgotten Realms stuff, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost put it in the show notes today, but did you see that a Dungeons and Dragons character got killed off this week mm-hmm. on the Dungeons and Dragons official podcast? Oh. Yes. Uh, I'll look up the name here because okay. I'm drawing a blank. But cool. it's... Uh, I don't know they had a podcast. That's cool. Yeah, let's take a little pause here. Hang on a second. Um, while, you're, while you're saying that, dude, um, what I want to do really quick, too, is give a shout out to everybody who showed up for Puck 3. I know um, we usually do a show fairly quickly afterwards, but circumstances didn't let us do that. Um, but we plan to do it again next year. Thanks, to everybody who showed up. Um, thanks for Steve for picking me up <laughs> and bringing me to San Diego, of course. Um, and, uh, we had a, we had an amazing time. We saw, um, Hollywood Babylon, which was great. I missed my flight on the way home, which was dumb, but 
it happens. Yeah, that was drama. Dude. It, was, it was a little bit of drama, but um, other than that, uh, it was it was it was a ton of fun, and it was a really great week. I got to see the Doctor Who panel with the Thirteenth uh, Doctor. Um, it was amazing. I cried like a few times, maybe because you're what? Yeah, well, um, they did show this, and you can see it online now. They showed this thing where like the Doctor is arriving in San Diego for Comic Con, like looking for Comic Con, and she can't take the TARDIS. And like it was just like the fan reactions and just like me just loving the doctor. It was it was a cool moment. So that got that's me. awesome. That got me a little bit. Um, any highlights for you, sir, for San Diego Comic Con? My brother going for their first time with his with his son. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Um, the floor was crazy. I got to meet Ming Chen and Brian Johnson. Um, that was pretty cool from Comic Book Man. Uh, we I saw their show um, Thursday night. I believe it was right. Um, yeah, the Babylon show, of course, was and the was Babylon good. show was great. Um, but yeah, overall, a great trip. And uh, thanks to everybody who thanks again to Zen for buying us drinks that night. And uh, Pucked was a uh, a great success. And we had we had it a really was it was a very good a very good uh, roundtable. Yeah, and thanks for Mission Brewing Company, of course, as well for uh, and Moscow, of course, for showing up. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my ace in the hole things. You knew about it, but uh, that was pretty cool. I'm glad that worked out. Uh, and we hung out with Musco for quite a while that night, actually. Yeah, he so actually cool. uh, walked with us uh, to the next uh, bar. Yeah. And uh, I think bar. I had some tacos there. That was good. All right, dude. So before we move on, you can't find what you're looking for. It's searching on the comicbook.com site because that's where I saw it. All right. No big deal. All right. So let's get to our weeks in game. We are in um, Star Wars Yoda Public, dude. What'd you do? A couple things. Uh, first of all, I got my new the new uh, Rishi stronghold. Nice, which I really like because it's far different than any other stronghold. Yeah. Um, and they had the sale going for the hundred twenty thousand credit uh, credits you can get the the backdoor entrance basically. Nice. And so that was really cool. So I like that. I think I'm gonna make it my primary. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I like the way that the rooms are designed. They're like they're rectangle. And they're built for designing stuff in. So yeah. So that's cool. Um. I did that. I I streamed for the first time last week. Yeah, how was that? Uh, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little bit weird. <laughs> um, I was like, I wasn't sure if I was talking enough or talking too much or whatever. But basically, the whole point was this. It started off. I I just started playing Swotor, and you know me, I'm an achievement whore, and I was going for a specific achievement, um, which was to kill the elites on Ilum. And I was trying to kill him from the uh, from the the, the pub side, mm-hmm. and there's a couple that you had to beat, but you can only beat him as elite because I was beating him as champion, but I couldn't find any elites. But everything I found online said to go for the champion ones, right? So I don't know if it's a bug or if, it, but basically it's it's always frustrating because there's a whole bunch of achievements that you can't find any explanation for online. So. Me being, you know, the masochist that I am, right? Um, I decided to start something called the Absurd Completionist. Yeah, it is absurd. And I basically went to a new server, the one in Europe. Why? Because I already had a legacy oh, on oh, the, the other, that. the other American server. Okay. And so I went there and I created a whole new character, and I'm basically going to just whenever I can, hopefully once a week, I'm going to get on and I'm just going to start the beginning. So I started creating a Jedi Knight. Okay. And I got through the gnarls and I'm walking through how to get all the achievements that you can get as you as you organically go through the game. Nice. And so um basically the 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 gameplay that I did lasted about an hour and 15 minutes, but what I'm going to do is edit it down to little 2-minute videos that I'm going to post to YouTube that'll show 
how to get specific achievements, and at the end it'll say current count of achievement yeah. um, points. So I dig it. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. And in honor of that, I created a new shirt. <laughs> of course, because you know you can't do of something course. geeky without making a shirt. Um, and so if you go to teespring.com slash completionist, you'll see a, a shirt that's called the absurd completionist with a tagline. You're never finished. <laughs> and it's a dude in all oh, could be a woman in a, a hoodie and it's a skeleton in a hoodie with headphones. And he's just like <laughs> bent over. And the thing is, is I'm not only a completionist when it comes to Swotor. I mean, like also like if I watch a TV show, I want to see all the episodes, right? I want to see all the special features, all, all the that bonus stuff. content, all, all that, the books, yeah. all the comic books, right, right, all that right. stuff. And so uh, I'm going to have little side jaunts on that, like showing what tools, I, what digital tools I use to catalog my comic books and scrape them and ca- nice. all that stuff. So it'll show you guys the tools, how I'm a digital OCD person. And indeed you are. I am. <laughs> Anybody who knows my Plex server I can attend. Uh, yeah. So, dude. Um, Which actually, I'm gonna, I haven't even told you this yet. Oh, yeah. But I have some Plex news later in the show. Neat. Okay. So what have I done? Uh, not a lot. But when I got back from vacation and um, in the middle of the night, when 5.9.2 uh, dropped, I decided to get online and just do some dailies. There was some double XP, double CXP, all that. So I just did some dailies, um, bought my Rishi, Rishi Stronghold. Um, and I am going to make that my main one, but I'm work. It's a, it's a slow work in progress. I've been using, oh, it's, I've it's been expensive. working, I've been using Narshada forever. Um, I use I, right now I use Manon, mm. but, um, the one thing I'm not into so much with the Rishi is the whole PVP area that you go into when mm. you first get there. But what I do like is when you get up to the main part of your Rishi stronghold, there's a little, uh, uh, like, um, thing that you thing you can click mm. and you can make it so when you do return to the stronghold you return there and not the oh, that's cool. point all right yeah, yeah um and i haven't really explored much i i set some stuff up so i can use it as you know to dump my stuff into my bank and stuff like right, that exactly. and, and that kind of thing but um i did some dailies i i opened up some packs i'm pretty my gear is pretty tight um i'm gonna jump onto my dps main and uh and do the same thing uh, pretty soon. Which is I pretty did cool. get because I'm trying to work everything up to my to the MK13 levels, mm-hmm. and I had a couple pieces of MK13. The rest is MK12, but I got my MK13 jacket. Nice. So uh, so it's nice. It's a it's a good stat upgrade for me. Sweet. Um, last thing on on this note, um, as far as streaming and and content and what we're doing. Uh, hopefully, what's an ops group will be starting up again soon. Next month is really rough for me. Um, I'm out of the country for a week. I've got, um, some shifts I've picked up. So I'm, I think I might get rally the troops and, uh, what is it? And, and bring, uh, what's an ops group back maybe in October. Sounds like fine. And just get everybody back. Nobody knows this yet. It's just something I've been thinking about. Uh, shall we tell people one of the things that's changed for you recently and that you're no longer an English teacher? Yeah. Yeah. I'm no longer an English teacher. Um, I may have said this, uh, when I recorded with John, but yeah, this, this year is weird for me. I'll have not more free time because I still work my second job and I still coach, but like, I don't have this oppressing level of grading over me all the time. Right. I'm doing digital media and yearbook and some English support. And so it's kind of a nice um, transition for me away from 
the uh, yeah, like the burden of of getting everybody graduated and and grading essays and stuff. I won't have to deal with that. Yeah, and so, so thanks nice. to a massive tech grant that he got, mm-hmm. he got some really cool rigs in I've his lab. I've got some cool shit. Um, couple things. First of all, I hate him because he's yeah, got he a me. touch whiteboard. Yeah, I know. It's it's a smart board, uh, touch screen, uh, whiteboard. Uh, it's pretty sweet. And secondly, I run the computer labs in our school. Yeah. One of his rigs in his computer lab yeah. can probably power half of the computers in one lab that I have. Yeah, and I've got two that are pretty special. They're pretty crap. Yeah, yeah. I hate so, you. It's fine. Here we are. Really quick, mm-hmm. I want to. I did find out the character name that got killed off in Ninja's Dragons. Okay. Uh, to, uh, Binwin Bronzebottom. The popular dwarf fighter barbarian played by Scott Kurtz has tragically passed away. Uh, so I'm guessing this is from Penny from Arcade. The, yeah, must be from their uh, their deal, yeah. Right, and uh, it happened on his guest appearance in Dice Camera Action, the flagship streaming show of Dungeons & Dragons Twitch channel. All right. Well, sad. Yeah. I'll have to check out that podcast, though. Twitch show. You said podcast. Right? I did, but I, I read here it's a Twitch show. <sighs> okay. Bad. That's fine. You hate me. No big deal. Yeah, I do. So uh, quick news. Um, after 5.9 dropped, obviously, we got some news. We have an interview with Eric Musco um, and all our whole group um, on our late on our last show, episode 142, uh, which is uh, our Puck 3 Cantina. So definitely check that out if you want to hear Musco talk about the lead up to 5.9.2. Uh, 5.9.2A dropped today, um, which I'll talk about the patch notes here in a couple of minutes. There was some lag issues with the Rishi Stronghold. Uh, they're trying to address um, maintenance got pushed off a week, um, but that just happened today. And they are hoping to uh, one thing I wanted to bring up here is a clarification on the um, matchmaking in Galactic um, the space space uh, Galactic Starfighter. Um, there was some clarification on that. People thought that the matchmaking um was going to be something it wasn't. Um, I, I don't have all the details on it, and some people thought it was carrying over to PvP. So check out the link in the show notes. I've got uh, I've got some you know some stuff on that. Again, I haven't been in there enough to to deal with that. So here right. we are. One more thing, ready? Five point nine point two a patch notes. Let's hear it. Well, it's not that exciting, <laughs> but here we are. Uh, Close the gap, which allowed players to get underneath the Overlook platform on the Reese Stronghold. So. I'm guessing people were doing something they weren't supposed to be doing. Uh, cartel market image for the Visa Mar armor is no longer uh, showing the Marco Ragnos belt, which I guess was something somebody was upset about. Uh, let's see what else we have. Win and losses are now properly tracked after ranked matches. That was fixed August 7th. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Correct an issue where the veteran mode gods from the machine bosses were harder than intended. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Eh, I feel like we've encountered that, but uh, and players will no longer experience intermittent slowdowns while in a stronghold, and that was the big one. This also fixes uh, the collision and line of sight detected back for decorations. So what they were trying to do, and this was something that people were hoping that was going to be a thing, was you would be able to set de- decorations to help with line of sight if you're going to set up your own arena for PvP in the region. Okay, stronghold, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, it looks like they're on the way to fixing all that. Good. And uh, various quick travel abilities will no longer randomly kill players. I didn't know that was happening. But Never happened to me, but that's funny. Freaking hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. Actus is there. What's up, Matt? How you doing, buddy? Uh, and various um, 
uh, character unlocks have been added back to the cartoon market and will now display their appropriate price instead of true. And that was one of the things people were uh, wondering about. There was actually a glitch when that came online, but they just recently fixed it today. Cool. So. And to answer Matt's question, no, I have not fixed my phone yet. It just hasn't been in the cards yet. Hi, Matt. Because I got my phone broken at our Pucked Cantina. That, a lot happened that night. A lot of stuff happened that night. <laughs> uh, Matt missed when we did our little recap earlier. But um, yeah, a lot happened that night. It was a lot of fun. Anything else from San Diego or our friends that we need to mention? We played D&D, which was super fun. That was fun. I didn't get to be, I didn't have to be a DM, which was great. That was fun. We played for about an hour and a half and then we left because we had to go to. Yeah, we had to go to a show. We had to go to Babylon and uh, all of a sudden we get a text later saying, yeah, you guys' characters were killed off. Yeah, we died. Of course, I we I was trying to avoid you and I, I kind of went off in the sun. Like we both reluctantly left together and then we left literally. <laughs> And then we got a message right, because I became, we died. I was a bard. Yeah, that was uh, I forget what it is, but it's like the the rock sort of. I mean, like really, really heavy. Mm. And it, but he's a tumbler. So oh, God, <laughs> at the very end, I wanted to do like flips and land on the back of your horse. Of course, I did and broke his leg. <laughs> we miss you too, Matt. Yeah, what happened was um, I was playing a very. Um, but just kind of a dude, uh, a assassin rogue that just kind of muttered Shocker. to himself a lot. <laughs> and I was you playing an assassin, but I was just kind of bitter and I just kind of mumbled to myself a lot. I just thought that was kind of the character I wanted to play. It was a lot of fun. I never get to be on that side of it, so that was a blast. Um, I loved what Soterista did with her character. The role playing yeah. was great. We just had we just had a lot of fun. Um, any other highlights from that before we get into Star Wars and news stuff? No, we're good. You just really shut that down pretty quick. I saw the Predator panel. Yeah, the was Predator it? panel was pre uh, was right before the Doctor Who panel, and that was really cool. I got some cool swag, but also that's, a, that's directed by Shane Black, mm-hmm. and the entire cast was there: King Michael Key, um, um, Olivia Munn, all kinds of people were there. That was a really cool panel. Really cool. Panel. Very cool. Okay, <laughs> speaking of Keenan Ke- Ke- Michael Key here, really quick, I uh, um. <laughs> A show, uh, I'll get to it later in a new section we're, we're talking about, but I've been watching a little bit of Cold Case. And I, I watched the first like four episodes of the first season, but I, it made me remember there was this old Mad TV skit way back in the day when okay. the show first came out that uh, they made fun of her because her hair was always messed up and there was like a rat in her hair. And in the, the spoof episode they were doing, Key was the 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 victim who had gone to jail for a crime oh he didn't God. commit. And he was this guy with a big old afro in the seventies. <laughs> he was going power, you know. It was pretty funny. Yeah, dude. I it was a it was a fun panel because they really couldn't say anything. And so really they just most of the panel was them saying talking about uh predator versus. And right. that was pretty much the whole thing. You can find it online. It was it was really, really fun. Yeah, well, it's cool that uh, Shane Black's doing it because he's been working on it for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Iron Man 3, and if I remember correctly, he wrote Usual uh, Suspects, I think, right? Uh, that sounds vaguely familiar. Actually, um, Smith and Bernard were talking about it. Today, I was listening to Fat Man on Batman, and they said, they mentioned Shane Black, and they said, I know um, the first thing you said was true, for sure. Yeah, he directed Iron Man 3. Yeah, Iron Man 3, yeah. All right, so we're going to get into um, the Star Wars section of our show. We got some pretty cool stuff. No, he wrote the Lethal Weapon series. Okay. And Last Boy Scout and Last Action Hero. Okay. Are you just going to list Shane Black movies? or No, because they're all pretty darn cool. Long Kiss Goodnight, which you've not seen. Oh, that was the one that Great movie. Yeah, I mentioned that one. All right, cool. Uh, all right, so Star Wars section, dude. 
was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Uh, we have pew 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 pew. Yeah, but I'm not playing bumper, so that's. Mm. Can you just get into the first story? All right, so uh, we've got some uh, just some little news stories here. Um, last year saw the retirement of David Prowse of going to conventions. Right. This year, uh, this week actually, Jeremy Bullock has announced that he's no longer going to be going to conventions. He's the guy who played Boba Fett starting back oh, in 1979. Right, right, right. right, right. Uh, he's been one of the most vocal convention goers. Um, you can still get autograph stuff on his website, um, but he's no longer going to conventions. Right. He and his wife have been traveling the world for 20 years. He's getting up there in age. He's done. That's fine. It's just time with him and Peter Mayhew and David Prowse are kind of retiring. It's about time for the the next wave to to right. go. So the next story you have in here cracks me up because I was listening to I can't remember what I was listening to. I was listening to a podcast. Um, maybe it was a Ralph Report, okay. and I was um, over the hill last Saturday or two Saturdays ago, and I was at the Costco, and I'm walking around and I'm listening. And I was you like, went to Costco and didn't tell me. Well, it was a long thing. I had to go over the hill for the units thing that interview, and it was it's fine. I'll, I'll tell you next <laughs> time. So the point is, I went to the Costco, and then I'm in there and I'm looking for something. And I'm wandering around. And I hear that this jacket is going on sale. So the Hans, I'm uh, bearing the lead. Hans little jacket is going to go. It was on sale, but it started it's like the jacket from Empire Strikes Back. Right. The the one that's like weight very like just short of the waist. Very classic. It's the one that he's wearing before he takes it off at the Cloud City for the Cloud City. But what what it, what did it start at? I don't remember. I know it was started at a lot of money. Yeah. Well, it hasn't. I don't think the auction's actually ended yet. Okay. So maybe I'm thinking of a du- a different piece that. Um, that was going up on for auction, but anyway, well, it, it, it could go up one point three million dollars. One point three, yeah. The auction's in September. Wow. And uh, it's uh, it's the jacket which Harrison Ford donned in the iconic film of Empire Strikes Back. Right. It's part of a six hundred piece auction mm. being held at the UK's prop store, uh, September twentieth in London. It's going to have the lightsaber from Revenge of the Sith and costumes from Edward Scissorhands and Forrest Gump. Oh, nice. That's cool, dude. I'd like the. The running shoes from Forrest Gump. That would be kind of cool. Can I just tell you? I would like a lot of things. I know, right? But I don't have $1.3 million. Okay. You know, one thing I'm... You know, we talked about it before the end of summer that they're renovating a lot of downtown Disney because they're putting in a new hotel. Mm -hmm. And they're getting rid of like the AMC Theater, ESPN's already gone. Rainforest Cafe. Oh, they've already torn it all down. They're all closed. Bummer. Um, But there was a store that's where the Lego store used to be, Mm -hmm. but it was an old Hollywood prop store. I remember that. Yeah, and you could buy like the sword. they had like the Braveheart sword. Yeah, in you there could buy the sword yeah. from Braveheart for like mm-hmm. two grand. Yeah, yeah. Those, I love stores like. I that. feel like those stores don't exist anymore because of these kind of auctions. Yeah, because it's all online now. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, what do we got? So the Star Wars does uh, what's called the Fan Awards, right? And you could submit videos and content, and all that stuff. Uh, the submission deadline is September twenty seventh. So okay. if you want to do that, go to starwars.com and Real they'll quick. have some prominently on the web page. So. I think Sotorisa should be doing something. Yeah, hopefully like I have this out before that, but we'll see. No, it's a month from now. Oh, next? I thought you meant the 27th of this No, month. September 27th. <laughs> yeah, hopefully by next month we'll have this show out. All right, so in this, can dream. this last little news part of just random uh, Star Wars news, if you look at the picture we have in our mm-hmm, stream, mm-hmm. 
Um, this is coming from micechat.com, which is a great Disney news site. If you have not, it, I mean, seriously, I've been doing it for years and they do it well. Um, uh, last week they did this article and it has an update with aerial photos and, um, floor, uh, ground level photos, the one that we're showing right now of the new star Wars land, which is on pace to open up in early 2019. Um, but go to it. There's a whole bunch of, of, uh, of images and it's really darn cool. And what's really cool is they show the aerial photo with, and then they, then they shadow box it and then they show it from the ground level and then they show what it looked like in the model. Right. So I'm, I'm putting it up in the stream right now. So, uh, and I was actually at Disneyland, um, what month ago, a little over a month ago, right before comic con. Right. And, um, I took a few photos that look like the one that we had up there, uh-huh. um, but from really far away, which, and I love that photo. So here's the aerial one, um, which is cool. And then if we go down here, what do we got? Should I zoom it's in? Just, it's just zoomed in of the, ma- the major photo. Right. Um, and then as you go further down, you'll see, um, spot shadows on one and then it'll show what it looks like from right. the ground this one is actually one of the ones i took from very not i didn't take this one but very similar to what i took right um because i was uh roughly in that same spot but that looks great look at that yep wow dude think they're gonna get it done on time oh yeah it looks like it's it's actually going ahead of schedule um, what I like is a Disney lot. Disney World, I think, is a different story, though. Oh, I think so. It's it's a whole. But what I love beast. is that especially the picture that I showed that one right there. Yeah, that's an area. It looks this. very similar to like uh, the the uh, the Hut Palaces on on. Um, Tatooine. No, on uh, Hutta. Oh, okay. Yeah, in Swotor. Yeah. Yeah, these are great, dude. Cool. I can't wait for that, dude. I just, I honestly just cannot wait. Oh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, all right. What do we got next? Uh, we actually have some Star Wars comics news. And it's kind of cool because um, there's tying more of the overall canon into, um, and they're just kind of fleshing out stories that are not completely told, right? Okay. Uh, so you put in the first one, which is in uh, a very recent comic in the Star Wars series. Um, and it details something from Emperor Actor X back in Rogue One. Yeah. So um, uh, also, I'm, I'm glad Matt's in the chat room. He's cracking me up. Uh, <laughs> totally trolling. Olivia yeah. is not a fake nerd. He, he always trolls, dude. He, she was a host on G Four. That's his thing, dude. Um, did I put this one in here? I think yes. I put this one in. New issue of Star Wars comic details. Oh, um, yeah, I didn't read this one. Mm. No, I put it in when we set up the, the yeah. thing like a week and a half ago. Yeah, 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 I can't remember exactly what this one was. One second. This is the one that talks about um, uh, the connection between Rogue One and Empire. Right. It says, uh, oh, yeah, this was great. Mm. Okay. Um, in this episode of Star Wars, it shows Rogue Squadron and they're flying. Well, it's before they're called Rogue Squadron mm-hmm. because remember, they're called Red Squadron in yeah, a New Red. Hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, in Empire, they're called Rogue Squadron for the first time. Right. Well, this shows uh, some panels where it's Luke talking to Wedge. And I'll, I'll read this verbatim. It says, uh, um, Wedge is saying, no time for sentiment, Luke. We uh, we need to get fighting. Yeah, we need to get fighting. And then, uh, sorry, it's not big here for me, so can you read it? Yeah, I'll read it. So he says, no time for sentiment, Luke. We need to get to fighting. So fight, flight leader, and then uh, jumps over to the other guy. He said, what's our call sign? And then Luke says, you know, Wedge, if we're acting like Jen or so, I have to, I have to disagree. It is time for sentiment. 
And so he refers to Jen Erso, and then he says, Rogue Squadron, form up. Because you remember when they're first going into Jakku. Yeah. I think it's Jakku. Um, and uh, um, Cassian, they're, they're saying, or they're saying, what's our call sign? And he just says Rogue One. Yeah. And so that's how the rogue, the famous Rogue Squadron gets its name because Luke is inspired by Jen Erso's sacrifice. Right. Um, wait, wasn't Jakku? Jeddah. Jeddah, yeah. Jakku is where uh, right. That's where Ray's uh, from. Ray's from. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was very cool. No, that's cool, dude. That's like, it's it's just a nice little, and I like that. It, it's a subtle. I mean, it's not even really even subtle. It's like if you've been, been invested in this stuff and you're watching this stuff, these are the little connections that they're gonna put. So Luke is fully aware of what Rogue Squadron did, or of what uh, um, Rogue One, the Rogue One crew did. You know what I mean? And bringing that back, which right. is great. Oh, that's badass. So this next article is uh, from comicbook.com, which the other one was too. But um, it talks about the current run of the Darth Vader series. Mm. And in this line, it says, in Darth Vader 20, Vader's given a present from by the Emperor that clearly offers him a tragically emotional connection to his past and events that fans saw in the prequel films with the character showing the slightest amount of sadness, which you don't get later on. Right. And so I'll, I made my screen bigger so I can actually read what the, the panel okay. says here. Um, if my here we go that scrolls sorry my computer's glitching for a second so it shows uh it shows vader and palpatine walking into a hangar and what you see is the very sleek looking uh flagship of of padme yeah that's the nubian right yeah and um and so it could just be one that looks similar and the emperor says um for you my apprentice do you remember it and it, the next panel just shows Vader looking into yeah, the, the into the, the side of the ship, and then it's a big pause, and then he just says yes. And the cool thing is, is he realizes it's the actual ship mm-hmm. because it looks like it was the last time he saw it with all the damage and everything. Right. And uh, it shows Emperor Palpatine, Palpatine seeing the royal vessel of the lovely Padme Amidala. Uh, such an elegant thing from an elegant world, which is very similar. Which is funny because that's where he's from. Right, exactly. Right. So, but it also calls back to the elegant weapon. Yeah. of a civilized age. Civilized age. Yep. Uh, and then there's a, uh, of course, a maintenance droid on top, and it says, "Full restoration on the exterior should be completed in approximately two days." Emperor Palpatine. All interior systems are in working order, and then all of a sudden he's just crushed by yeah. the force, and, it, and then it shows Vader just. You doing the pinch sign, and then Emperor's got a Palpatine's got, He's a, got a nice a, grin on his face. Yeah, a wicked grin on his face. And says, mm, <laughs> "Yes, perhaps it suits you better as it is." Yeah, keep it the way it's it just is. So awesome yeah. because you don't get emotion from from Vader all that often. You do from Anakin, but not right. from Vader. And it bums me out, dude, that I'm so far removed. I really did like that Vader run. Yeah. Um, and I and this is the second run now because yeah. they got up to like thirty or something. Now they're they started again. Yeah. No, I'm shoot. Yeah, so I have them, a bunch of them somewhere. But. Yeah, so uh, but so this is where you're getting a little bit of of Anakin coming yeah. through, and not the whiny sand thing, but not the actual the, the sand stuff, loving stuff. Uh, too much sand. Um, all right, dude. So books. Yeah, so a couple of books news here. Sorry, my computer's just waking up. Keep up, bro. Um, so <laughs> we are getting the novelization of Solo, uh, coming, I believe, next month. Okay. Finally, because I'm surprised it didn't actually come out earlier. Yeah, it took a little while. Um, but what's cool is it explains um, Leet's controversial fate. If you spoilers, if you haven't seen spoilers, Solo, which fine. you should, because it's actually on digital now. Mm. Um, Leet 
was leading a rebellion of droids on Kessel. Right. And she basically sacrifices herself. And then Lando decides to input her memory core into uh, into the Millennium Falcon, which is actually called slaving it to the computer, which is an ironic term. Exactly. Um, and so there was actually, I didn't read this before, but there was actually a lot of uproar about the fact that he was taking choice away from her. I, I, I suppose. Right. So but yeah, basically what happens is there's a, in the new novelization, there's a connection. Um, there's a, a conversation between Leet and the Falcon. Oh, good. And it says. Oh, that'd be cool to see. Yeah, because it, it just kind of makes you wonder, does Leet have a choice, right? So in the thing, um, the writers, oh, it says, this is an excerpt from the book. It says, L3 had a choice to make. She could die with her final act being a liberator to all the droids on Kessel, or she could join with the Falcon, live on, and be part of something much bigger. She could save them all. Mm. Um, and then this is the the Falcon talking to Lee, the Falcon's computer talking to oh, her. Nice. It says, if you refuse, you die. He dies, meaning Lando. Right. The others on the ship, they all die. If you join with us, we can all live. The choice is simple. I think it's interesting. Uh, join with us. So yes. So how long has the Falcon been absorbing, uh, like other uh, uh, consciousness is not the right word, but you know no, entities. But, but or, the cool or, thing or, is, uh, is this is prior to either Lando or Matt said no, she is not. I don't know what that means. No, who? Is oh, that? Olivia's not a nerd. Oh well, I'm not getting it back into that. Continue. Um, so. Um, What's curious about this is this is all taking place before Lando or Solo either join the rebellion. Yeah. But the Falcon already has tendencies that way. No, exactly. That's what's cool. Yeah, so it kind of makes cool. you wonder, does the Falcon kind of influence things to make their decisions go certain ways? It's nice to think that um, in the history now, obviously, we've, we've kind of canonized the history of the Falcon, too. Although I love some of the books around the Millennium Falcon, too, but... Um, We've canonized a lot of it. So we've got, you know, Solo's dad building freighters like that. Right. And like, you know, and kind of the collection, you know, being with Lando, collecting other, you know, I, I just like that it's more than just a ship. Yeah. Well, the cool thing and is I believe, a, it almost has a personality. Yeah, I believe right? there's a book scheduled to come out in 2019 mm. that's specifically about the Falcon. Nice. Like a history of the Falcon or something, and it's a, it's a novel, not like a one of those books about the. Well, the one that was the one that I think it's just called Millennium Falcon um, was really good. It's an EU book. Yeah, um, it's on Audible. I I, I read that. Yeah, one. well, this it's, is it's really a, this is a canon book, so yeah. that's what's really cool. Anyway. All right, the other book that's coming out is actually uh, very cool. It's coming out uh, March fifth, two thousand nineteen. Uh, so if you want to pre-order it, go to audibletrial.com slash usual usual podcast, mm-hmm. join free. Reserve this one for free, but it's coming out in March and it's called Queen's Shadow. Nice. And what's very cool is this is uh, centered around Padme right after she's no longer queen and as the current queen makes her senator. Nice. So we're going to get a lot more of the Padme's a badass sort of stuff. Sounds good to me, dude. All right. So films. Um, so <laughs> with Disney's. Yeah, this whole thing. So the Disney merger. Fox, uh, not uh, with Fox, Comcast dropped out. Right. Which, well, yeah, we'll get to we'll more of that later. later. But what happened, and what I find ironic is this just happened a few years ago. It was after Disney bought Lucasfilm. Disney sold the or leased the rights to 
the TV rights of the six films and Force Awakens to Turner Broadcasting. Oh, really? So they can only be shown on like TBS, sure, or TNT, or which back in the day that's what that's, I think I recorded off of. Yeah, but thing is, they just did this like three years ago mm. because it was after the purchase of Lucasfilm. Okay, but they want them back now that they're starting their streaming service, obviously. <laughs> so I find that interesting. So Disney's trying to negotiate um, a deal with Turner because the deal isn't actually up until like 2022. Um, so they have like you know four years left in the deal that. And Turner wants those pro- those revenue, right? Um, yeah, so so that's it. Um, we have a little bit of uh, we actually have uh, quite a bit here of uh, episode nine news. So um, I'm I'm really eager to talk about this with you. Um, hopefully the chat room can stop talking about uh, the geek cred uh, of Olivia Munn for a second and and maybe chime in. But What's interesting about Olivia Munn, just going back to that, I mean, she started on G4. Uh, you can say what you want about her geekness, but she started on G4, Tech TV, I mean, back in the day. Do you remember so. the day that you and I went to Disneyland? It was just you and I. Yeah. And we saw G4 filming, and Olivia yes. Munn was the one yeah. filming. Munn was there, and that's where um, Hardwick got his start, too, back then. And Chobot. And Chobot. All those guys came from G4. I watched... That's pretty much the only station my TV was on back actually, then. Actually, I think Hardwick and Munn were actually on it before it was G4. Mm-hmm. It was still called Tech TV. It was still talk- called Tech TV. Exactly. Yeah. And then it became G4. It was it was Tech TV, and then it was G4. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, that aside, this is our Star Wars section. Back to this. <laughs> so episode nine. Uh, dude. Dude. You and I haven't talked about the in- major announcements. I don't know what we want to talk about first. What do we want to talk um, about first? Well, they went into production last month. So yes. let's just start that. It went into production last month. Also, um, we have uh, we know for sure all the big th- not the big two are going to be back, right? Uh, Leia and um, Hamill, right? And, and Lando and Lando's been added. Billy and the D. cool Williams. thing is, is they they were uh, Jaden originally said he was going to be using cut footage from um, Force Awakens for the Leia footage. But it's actually he's he's also going to use some of Ryan um, Ryan Johnson's footage from yeah. so, uh, a new uh, Last Jedi. So it sounds like there's enough footage to deal with um, at least finish up her story. Yeah, and and I think and and kind of what we've been talking about for a long time. I think that's going to be in the very beginning. Um, yes. They're going to wrap that up with whatever footage, say goodbye, and and move on with the rest of the film. Um, obviously the Hamill thing is, it's going to have to be forced. Most people think it's going to be a force ghost, but there's some controversy out there about it. I've heard just around like, unless they finally did the, the Knights of Ren flashback about that. Mm-hmm. And he's actually alive at that point. Yeah. Well, that I can see, but what I would love to see would be both would be to have Obi-Wan because there's rumors that, that you and McGregor is, has been, been asked to do some shoes for something. Right. And everyone thought it'd be a Kenobi film, but he's actually come out and said that's not happening right now. Would it be cool if they got Obi Wan, Yoda, and Hamill, and they were bickering Force Ghosts <laughs> in a comic relief like three, scene? Three Stooges Force Ghosts. I know, right? Um, that would be awesome. Oh uh, yeah, uh, but my point is, dude, is especially that- if they brought Liam Neeson in as Qui Gon, is because he was the very first Force Ghost. I still don't know why Qui Gon hasn't come back as a Force. Ghost. I know, right? That's ridiculous. Because he's the first Force Ghost. That said, how do you feel about them? Um, we've talked about this forever. Um, and, and of course, in the beginning, they said, okay, we're not going to bring Leia back. 
So is this the only way they could have done it by using previous footage? Yeah. And and do you think they're not going to spy? I can't imagine they're going to be able to find everything they need from that previous footage. No, I think they might do um, a little bit of like what they did with um, Paul Walker when he died during the filming at seven. Right. Of course, they can't use you know people that you know, like relatives of hers because she doesn't have anybody her age that looks like her. Sure. But you can film a little bit from the back to get fill-in shots, right? Yeah, yeah. Like stand-ins to do that sort of thing. Yeah. And if you really need to do close-ups on eyes or something, you can get Billy Lord. She's already on the, yeah. on the set. That's true. That's true. And put, put some makeup on her to age her a little bit mm. just to get some eye footage. Sure. Um, because it's kind of interesting. The person... Paul Walker was filled in by his two brothers. One it looked like body-wise just like him. Yeah, so yeah. They did the distance shots. But his eyes had nothing to do with like Paul Walker's. But Paul Walker's other brother, who was actually a little bit more overweight, couldn't do that part. But his yeah, eyes nice, looked just yeah. like Paul Walker. That's crazy. So, yeah. So, there's that. All right. So, what else do we want to cover? Uh, the major casting news that's actually happened, besides them bringing Lando back, sure. is Richard E. Grant, who's great. I, the first thing I ever saw Richard E. Grant in was the old um, Steve Martin movie, L.A. Story. Okay. But he's been in a ton of stuff. And uh, he got cast in things. Everyone was saying he's going to be Thrawn. He's going to be Thrawn. He actually came out this week and he confirmed he is not playing Thrawn. Do you think Thrawn is going to show up in this movie? I kind of hope not. I don't think he will. Because I would like him to show up in a future movie. Right. And if they kind of shoot their wad with it here, then no. I mean, look. So some of the options, of course, are Thrawn, Maul. Like, I just don't think any of these guys are going to show up. Right. Well, the reason why I don't think he's going to show up in this one is if you look at the timeline, this is, you know, like 10 years post Rebels. Yeah. And at the end of Rebels, he went off into space with Ezra. I mean, like into the deep space. Right. And so and we have no resolution with that. If they put him in here, then it gives it takes all that drama out of what could have happened that they might tie into resistance. So, okay, they're not going to do it because it's just going to screw up the timeline. All right. What else we got? Uh, well, like they started filming last month, uh, it looks like they're going to wrap principal photography in February, okay. which will give them a good 10 months, well, eight and a half to nine months of post-production, okay. um, before the December release. Sounds good. I'm stoked it's back in December. Honestly. Yes. I, I liked, you know, the May the, thing killed me. <laughs> well, the thing is that May was what it was always at because that's when Luke's birthday was, but I love the December releases. Yeah. And I have time off. It's easier to get, right on my get a crew together. It's right around your birthday. It works out well. Right. Uh, all uh, right. So there's a Reddit fan theory uh-huh. uh, going around about what the possible title can be, of course, because people always do this sure. early. Yeah, they do that. But what I like is it actually kind of ties into the very first movie, which was, of course, A New Hope. A lot of people are saying this one's called A New Order. Makes sense. Okay. Ties in. Nice callback. I can see that. Of course, this is just somebody's harebrained yeah, yeah, idea. Yeah. We have no idea. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like the title, but... I like it, too. I mean, as the last title in... A, oh, how many movies are we talking about? Nine movies? Um, An analogy. I don't know, man. I, I'd i like to see it... Um, is it weird that I, I want it to be... Something more final? I, I want it to be final, but also I want it to be... Um, I, I guess the best way to say it is I want it to be darker. I want it to be like, I, I mean, not darker, but like, you know, how, like, for example, a Phantom Menace, right? right. Although that title was lame, it, it made it, it made a point of saying like, this is kind of what's going to be happening, right? right? So what is going to be happening to be, to put us out into the ether 
with the with the Skywalker saga. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, is it going to be? Uh, I feel like the title is it. Uh, Last Hope is good, Blay. Nice. Welcome, Blay. Okay, by the way. that's good. Yeah. But you're right after The Last Jedi. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's it's like, I feel like they've kind of used all the words they can, so they really have to come out. Yeah, you come can't up with use something. new or last. Right. I, I I don't think. Um, And you can't use hope, necessarily, I feel like. Um, you know what's funny is the, the words Final Reckoning just came into my head, mm. but that's the name of the current season of the MTV The Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, and to be honest, boy, we've been away for a bit. So here we are. Uh, what else we got? Uh, that's it for episode nine. All right, cool. Let's go on to TV. Um, it looks like we have some plot details on John Favreau's Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't want to go into this too much, except for it just basically looks like it might take place on the planet of Mandalore. Yeah. And, and everything, sorry, everything I've seen around it has to do with Mandalore. Yes. And which is kind of cool. Um, I would like to see a young Sabine. Oh, you know, actually, if it tied in and it shows her making the the weapon that she was so mm-hmm. uh, regretful of making, and that be just like a little side point in the movie, that would be awesome. Yeah, I agree. I, um, I do agree that I think that uh, the Mandalore thing, bringing Sabine in, wrapping Rebels into it, all that makes a lot of sense to me. Cool. All right. Um couple of resistance things. First of all, let's just talk about the timeline. Yeah, why are you doing that? I'm setting this up. What was that? I'm setting this up. Okay. Right, right, right. Uh, it's kind of confirmed, but not quite confirmed, that it's actually going to be taking place um, just, I think it's just after Force. Uh, yeah, just, look it up. It's it's like just, it's like right it's before like Force Awakens, like 10 months before or something like that. Let's see here. And this is all brought through uh, data mining. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, but it says, uh, according to what they data mined, the quote here is said about six months before the Force Awakens, Star Wars Resistance tells the story of Kazudo. Uh, yeah, say Gen- that la- say that last name. Yeah, Jono, <laughs> because it it's, it looks like it's written Chinese, uh, Chinese which Z I Z. So Kazudo Jono is what I would think. Okay. Uh, a young pilot recruited by the resistance and tasked with a top secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the first order. Um, we already know Poe's going to be in it. Yep. Um, we'll see in the trailer. We're just about to watch the way is going to be in it. Yep. Um, voiced by a different actor, of course. Of course. Um, so yeah, let's watch the trailer. This is the trailer for star Wars resistance. Yep. yep. Yes. We're only like six weeks out, dude. Um, um it, it looks really cool. It's, there's actually a lot of, uh, debate online about the merits of the anime feel to it because it looks very airbenderish. I was just gonna say I am actually kind of excited that it looks anime style. Yeah. I a I'm, lot of people are excited for it, but a lot of people oh, find shocking. it is yeah. But I I honestly like anime style animation. Um, obviously we've been watching a lot of uh, Steven Universe has right. that feel to it. I I love Dragon Ball Z back in the day and and stuff like that. I actually like anime, unlike some people, and that's fine. But I actually think that's kind of a nice, fresh visual. Yeah, and their the color universe. palette's a little different, too. It's not as matted yeah. as Rebels was. Yeah, exactly. And you know, uh, I'm actually, to be honest, I'm not a big anime fan. I mean, because I remember back when we first met, yeah. you were trying to get me to watch Cowboy Bebop and, oh, and uh, Bebop. what was yeah. the, the, the Tri-Gun. Uh, tri oh, um, no, you're thinking uh, of um, Gungan. Uh, Gungan, right? Yep, yeah, maybe it's Bubblegum Crisis. No, 
No, but it was. I, I know you were else. trying to get me to watch uh, the first one. I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I like the visual. The yeah. visual is very cool, and the color scheme is great. I think it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it, honestly. Um, All right, our last bit of Star Wars news: yep. they announced a new Lego set, and oh, it's I huge. Should put, I should put this the thing. Yeah. Uh, it is uh 2800 pieces mm. i mean it's nowhere near like the 6100 of of the hogwarts castle but this is cloud city and what i love is it actually has four different parts including the docking bay with its own slave one it has the uh the uh carbonite chamber mm-hmm. it's got the the conference room where the the the, the meeting happened right. um very cool but it also comes with 18 different minifigures it's amazing uh, did they put a price on this one yet? Yeah, I think it's three hundred forty-nine. It's actually not as much as I thought it might. No, be. it's actually not bad. But four hundred bucks for a Lego set is kind of a lot. Of money. Oh, for Lego people, <laughs> Lego people, it's legit. But I'm just saying, yeah, you know. Um, that's it for Star Wars. Cool, man. Uh, do we have any new podcasts that you want to talk about? Uh, well, because it's been a month. It's been a couple months. So, is there anything you? Start well, oh, to? I I listen to a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, well, there's a spinoff of lore. Yes, it's called uh, Aaron Mankey's Cabinet of Curiosities. Which is pretty good. Which is cool because lore is usually about 25 to 30 minutes, depending yeah. on the story he tells. This, this he tells, shorter. yeah, he tells two stories in about 10 minutes. So most, Felicia Day has her podcast in a beta state yeah. right now, which is uh, pretty cool. Actually, I think it's out of beta now, but it's, I think it's called Felicitations. Yeah, she's still labeling them beta. Oh, but, actually, okay. Um, at least in, in my feed. Um, and then there's one other one that I've been listening to a lot. Well, no, I'll tell you this. Um, I'll talk about the other one later in the show, but I obviously listen to the Ralph report, which is great. Um, but you know, I like Tom, I like, uh, uh, sans pants for their D and D stuff, right? Right. They did, um, for the podcast of annihilation, which was sanctioned from, um, D and D, uh, uh, wizards of the coast. Right. They, uh, talking, taking initiative. Uh, there's a crossover. Oh, cool. Yeah. There's a crossover event with those guys, a bunch of DMS. I'm, the one I'm listening to right now is a bunch of DMS, from Adam from D and D's for nerds and a bunch of other ones from other podcasts all got together to do an adventure and it's a female DM get, uh, leading them through it. It's really kind of neat. I'm partway through it right now. That's so. really cool. Um, as, as our listeners know, I'm a huge fan of the Parcast Network, and they do like cults and serial killers and unsolved mysteries stuff like that. So of course I've listened to practically everything that they do. Um, the only kind of like new one that started up is for those of you who also know me well. Um, I've wanting, I've been wanting to try to get a, a national parks podcast off the ground for a while. Um, but I could just never get, cause I've tried recording my own stuff. It just, the production doesn't sound well or anything. And then of course there, there's one that came out this year and it was bankrolled by LL Bean. <laughs> so of course it has great production values cause they have actual money behind it, Sure, sure. Um, but it's fantastic. So look it up. It's called America's national parks. Nice. Um, and it's run by LL Bean. It's, it's great. It's a, it's a really good podcast. I cool, recommend man. it. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. You know, actually, it's funny. Movie, you know, everyone's stressing about Movie Pass. It actually, it's funny because I went and saw the I Meg. Forgot the, Blay had it. Yeah, I went and saw the Meg the other day. And the thing is, the ticket was eleven bucks. I'm still paying nine ninety five. So you know, screw it. I I went to one movie. I made a dollar five, so I really don't care if yeah. they limit me to three movies a week or or 
you know, whatever, as long as I get to see one movie, it pays for the ticket. So I'm okay with that. Okay, so since you're ranting, let's we're in the yeah, usual let, roundup. Okay, let's get in the usual roundup. Uh, let's talk about what you're talking about. So movie pass. Um, movie pass. They're they're getting a class action lawsuit. Um, but the funny thing is, this isn't coming from subscribers. What do you mean? It is coming from investors. Oh, well, the people that the people that aren't making in, money the, off of the product. The putty. The people that put in the money are saying that the financial people at MoviePass misrepresented their their earnings model. Oh, um, I can see that. So even though they, I don't think they they thought they were going to be making profits by now. They're not getting the deals with. Um, theaters and movie studios mm-hmm. that they thought would be making that a potential okay. later on, right. and so there's a class action lawsuit from the uh, from the investors. Interesting. Um, well. But so they're they're now limiting subscribers to specific movies on specific days. Um, most brand new movies, but are- they already didn't let you go to brand new movies on the day of anyway. Um, well, that really started with Fallout, um, which you actually you couldn't go see Fallout for like the first three weeks of oh, release. Really? Okay. Um, then they started peak pricing, which basically, but then the funny thing is, is like, I don't think we've had a sellout at our movie theater since Force Awakens came out. Yeah, Force Awakens. Um, but every single, a couple other every single show, of every single showing yeah. was peak pricing and they were adding like six to seven dollars on a showing. So what were you, so were you paying on top of the movies that you saw? No, so saying? basically you pay $10 a month for the thing. And then when they in, in, uh, introduce peak pricing, you go in and say, okay, this one's going to cost you an extra five bucks more. Oh, I see. Okay. For this ticket, where it would be like 11. So basically you're getting like a $6 discount. Uh, Blaze says they were not letting you see the same movie twice. Yeah, they stopped letting you see the same movie twice. Right. And that I totally understand. Because yeah, that makes sense. What if I like, I, I did it and I went and saw Fallout, but then I gave you my card and you went and saw Fallout. Right, right, right. Because they never check ID. Well, they got rid of peak pricing. Um, so now what they're doing is basically saying they're limiting it to a couple of movies a day. So like, okay. um, I went to go see Meg the other day, and the Meg and uh, it turns out it wasn't available that day, but it was the next day. Oh. So I just had to wait a day, and I went and saw that. But then the next day it wasn't available again. So every day right. it's, oh, you I just see. don't know what's going to be available. All right. And so they're just making it, it's making it much more cost efficient for the for the for the company. Mm-hmm. And honestly, whatever they do, I'm okay with it because as long as I go see one showing. You got your I'm money. saving money. Yeah, you save money regardless. Right. I mean, if I go to matinees, I have to go see two showings. But it's, it's like, it's like I pay. I mean, if I think about it in that same context, like if you look at the Netflix model, I don't know how much I even pay a month now. Was it twelve? Yeah, I think it's twelve ninety nine, thirteen yeah. ninety nine. So I pay thirteen, fourteen, fifteen bucks. Let's say I pay fifteen bucks a month. Right. Right. If I watch, uh, I feel like three or four hours of content in that month. It's worth it. It's well worth it. Like, I don't even think about that anymore. I have right. Netflix. I'm not going to not pay for it because I didn't watch a movie that month. Okay. And this you is, I'm I mean? actually, you're, I'm glad you're bringing it up. We're going to be coming up to one of our discussion topics, which is the thing of, of subscription, of streaming services. Yes. Yeah, which we'll talk about. So um, let's finish this up and then we'll get to that. Yeah. So that's it with movie pass, but it basically comes down to this. As long as I see a movie or two a month, yeah. I'm good. Then you're good. Yeah. I'm good. I don't but care. There's people out there. Uh, closer to bigger theaters that were probably wildly abusing this in the beginning. Oh, well, don't get me wrong. When but, I first got it and they would let you go see movies, whatever, yeah. the only limit they had is you see, you could only see one movie per day. Yeah. But it didn't, you know, whatever. Didn't matter. I was basically, we get four, we could get up to four new movies a week. Mm-hmm. Whenever a new movie, I mean, hell, I went and saw Sherlock Gnomes. Come on. Yeah, it makes sense, dude. I, mean, I just why wouldn't you? you but know? now I just pick and choose. So it's totally fine. Right. And yeah, that's fine. Um, all right. All what right. Do we got? So, uh, 
Michael Caine came out and had a um, cool little interview about uh, Inception. Okay. I know this is like 10 years on. Yeah, it's a little late. But the major thing about Inception is you never knew at the end of the movie when he spins his totem whether it falls or not. So you don't know if he's in a dream or if it's reality. Yeah. Right? Michael Caine came out and he said when he first read the script, he didn't understand the concept really. Mm -hmm. And so he went to Christopher Nolan and he said... When I'm in stuff, is this a dream or is it not? I don't get it. Yeah. And the only thing Nolan said to him said, if you're in it, it's not a dream. Interesting. Okay. So if you extrapolate that, the final scene is when he goes to the airport and picks up DiCaprio's character, brings him home. Right. He spins the totem and then he goes to see his kids. Kane is in the background. Yeah. So it's, it's real. Not, it's real. Okay. He's out of the dream. All right. That's cool. It's never. It's not confirmed, but that's as close as I think we're ever going to that's get. That's kind of cool. I haven't seen it. I only saw it the one time um, back in the day. Fantastic so. movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. It's Nolan being brilliant. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Um, Big Bang? Announced the day before yesterday, Big Bang Theory is ending after 12 seasons. This coming season is going to be its last season. And then it came out today that it's because Jim Parsons wants to leave. He's done. Yeah. Well, I, I was... I was, my guess would have been it's going to be one of the big guys leaving. Jim Parsons is the biggest of them all. Right now, he's making a million dollars per episode. Yeah, which seems to be the last season or two going rate in a la Friends and uh, right. Seinfeld. I mean, yeah, and well, if like you do, actually, Seinfeld didn't get up to that. But uh, they never got to Frazier got to $2.2 million for Kelsey Grammer. Did he really? That yeah. high? Wow. Uh, Charlie Sheen was up to, I think, 2.4. Yeah, he was making a for two and a half men. For two and a half men, um, yeah. But what, what, I, what I, it is interesting to me is I actually kind of thought, and I love Big Bang Theory, I think that they could have went out um, a season or two ago. Yeah, and still be fine. And still be fine. But what I want to know is, do are they benefiting by going longer? Because how how many seasons do you have to have for syndication? Six or five? Five. five. So once, so they already got they. Yeah, basically you have to get to like a hundred and hundred, hundred and ten episodes. Yeah, so, and they're at two hundred and sixty-seven or something. So they're well into that. So, I mean, at some point they were going to end. They got the syndication. These guys are going to make zillions of dollars. Oh, for yeah. the rest of their lives. Yeah, well, because they're they're getting a cut from syndication for the yeah, rest of their lives forever. Um, so basically every, every new episode they do is just going to make syndication that much right. more profitable. Exactly. Um, but basically what they're leaving on there is the deal that Fox is trying to get them to, will get Parsons to sign was he was basically going to get 50 million for the next two seasons, Wow. which they do about 22 episodes a season. So it's a little bit more, mm-hmm. you're looking at maybe a, a million and a quarter an episode or something yeah. like that, but it's just, it's time for him to leave. Uh, he wants to do other things. I'm sure. Well, you know he does I mean? Broadway already. He yeah. did movie roles. He's, he's a brilliant actor. So. Yeah, and really quick, talking about Big Bang Theory, my sister posted a really funny Venn diagram. Mm. And if you guys don't know what a Venn diagram is, it's the 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 thing where you see circles overlapping, right? And they they say, well, this and this, but when you put them together, this is what it is. Well, it showed these four circles that overlapped, you know, one overlapping another, and then that one overlapping, and basically said, um, yeah, Nova on PBS is a smart show. For about smart people, for smart people, right? Okay, then you have um, Arrested Development is for smart people about dumb people, <laughs> and then you have That's good. I like um, that. oh, what was one? It was uh, this one's not important, but it's uh, uh, oh no, uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, yeah, is 
about dumb people for dumb, dumb people. people. Yeah. But then you, yeah, Big Bang Theory is about smart people for dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. My parents watch Big Bang. They love it. It's funny. And my dad, I know, pop culture references over his head. Right. Uh, all A lot of the stuff is going over his head, but it's like, but he loves it. Yeah. And he loves the show. So it's Because it's the interactions. I'm it's, not calling my dad dumb, but I'm saying. Right. No, you know, exactly. But you know what I mean. Yeah. No, um, all right. Let's move on. All right. So this is the first of our new sections, and I'm calling it Crossing the Streams. You think it's a little racy? Uh, it's a actually, it's a Ghostbusters reference. I get it, but also it could be. Well, your head went there, but whatever. Basically, this is us talking about uh, streaming services news, All right? Because it's not just Netflix anymore. It's Hulu. It's Amazon. Now and it's DC Universe. It's the Disney Stream Service. So CWC, basically, HBO. Right. Oh, I totally forgot about CWC. Yeah. So uh, if they start actually doing good content, I might put it in here. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Got him. So we're just going to talk about first uh, DC Universe. Uh, They've announced when their prices, their launch date, and everything happens. It's actually coming out fall. So you're looking at, I think, late September. So we're only a month out. Uh, It's going to be $74.99 a year Mm -hmm. or $7.99 a month. If you you subscribe for the year before launch, you get three extra months for free. Oh, that's not bad. So it's a total deal. You're basically going to be getting... 15 months for 74.99 so you're basically going to be getting mm-hmm. yeah it's a good deal well it also depends on i mean i'd like to see what content they're going to put on it but i mean obviously it's going to be the dc movies cool right. <laughs> we're talking the cartoons fine but i mean we're talking teen titans we're talking okay thank you for pointing yeah. this out there's basically going to be four flagship shows to start mm. the first one is titans yeah oh uh, that's the which we Batman saw one yeah which we saw <laughs> which we saw the trailer for that got launched at comic-con yeah and it's basically where robin kicks the crap out of people in an alley and they said where's batman and he says fuck batman i mean that's that was a big moment in comic-con uh this year so that's okay. i'm i'm down with well that. they're so all in on titans that they are already doing a spin-off of it <laughs> So wait. Which makes sense because it's actually it's, a it's, show that hasn't launched yet. Yeah, it's a spinoff of a show that hasn't launched yet because it's a spinoff sure. of that original content already. Sure. It's called Doom Patrol, which has Cyborg in it. Oh, so, okay. All okay. Right, makes sense. Okay. So the Doom Patrol series is going to be coming to DC beginning of 2019. All right. Okay. It's also going to be getting Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. which is okay. very cool, but it's being produced and run by James Wan. Okay. Uh, who uh, did... The first Saw movie, he did oh, a Conjuring movie, okay. but he also did the most recent um, Fast and Furious. Okay. So he, he he can do big budget stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, they're also doing, uh, they're bringing back uh, young, what's it called? Young, um, not young Titans, but young. Oh, um, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they had two They had two episodes, or two seasons already. They're uh, bringing young it back. Young Justice. For, young Justice. Yeah, they're doing it for a third season. Thanks, boy. So they're bringing that in. And those are going to be their four flagship shows. Okay. Um, there's also another cartoon that they're going to be doing. Um, but it just got la- announced today. Mm. Kevin Smith is getting a show on DC Universe. Yep. And it's going to be him talking about DC Comics. And it's going to be called. It's a daily show. And it's going to be called DC Daily. He's doing it daily, huh? Crazy. Okay. That's what it says. Sounds good to me. So that's what we're basically getting from DC Universe. I haven't heard him talk about that on any podcast yet. That's pretty new news. Well, because it just happened today, so right. he hasn't recorded it. It's anything. new news, man. Um, Disney stream news. Obviously, we don't have a ton of news yet, except for it was just released this week, announced this week, that Marvel movies, the MCU basically, will no longer be releasing on Netflix, which is what it has been doing. But beginning with Captain Marvel, 
they will not be putting them on Netflix. They're going to go directly to DC. Street. Okay, sounds good. Um, Netflix. This is where we get our Marvel news. Um, Jessica Jones creator is leaving the series. Okay, but the big reason why is she's getting an eight figure deal. Eight figures. You heard that right. Eight figures. My eyes are wide. That is at least ten million dollars. Yeah. I'm, I'm aware. An of eight how figure deal work. to go work for Warner Brothers TV. Wow. Now, does that mean she's getting her own show in Berlanti's universe? Who knows? Or Who cares? what? But she's doing so that much more? money. Yeah. So you're looking at multiple shows that she's. I mean, doing. I love Jessica Jones, man. I, I I love that first season. Um, I haven't I haven't finished the second season yet, but I I I need to bust that out because I I gotta see what's going on there. All right. So Hulu, we have a couple things from Hulu. They're doing a revival of Veronica Mars. This is actually a really big deal. It is because Veronica Mars was huge when it first came out. Mm-hmm. They did a movie on, uh, which did pretty good, which did really well. Wow. Um. And but thing is, all these things that they're doing reboots of for 2019, including Facts of Life and um, just a ton of stuff. Yeah, a lot of people are saying this is the most important one. Yeah, because it it, it was really a, a big pop culture touchstone for that generation. Exactly, it's younger than us, but for the millennials, it was big. It's a big deal. Um, but they also just renewed uh, or just um, re-upped Stephen King's Castle Rock for season two. And I just heard this today on Fat Man on Batman because Mark Bernardin is a writer on the first season. Yes. Uh, I, he was a little coy about coming back as a writer for the second season because he's working on another show that just finally that got picked up. The pilot got picked up. Over, no, I, th- I don't even think the pilot. I think it, the script. The idea of the show got picked up, and it's Treadstone. You heard of that? Does uh, it have to do with the Born Born universe? I think it's called Treadstone, but I'm not sure. I really hope it has something to do with the Born universe. Maybe, but that he's working on kind of both at the same time. Okay, and so he may or may not come back for the writing of the second season. Okay, but it's pretty cool because I'm actually really eager to watch Castle Rock. Right. Mostly because of Bernardin. Yeah, you're a big Stephen but King But I'm fan. also a big Stephen King fan. Well, you're a so. big Dark Tower fan, at least. I love me some gunslinger. Okay, so a uh, big thing from Amazon. Um, first of all, I mean, uh, we're going to be getting the second season of Lore coming in October. Yes. Yep, yep. But they have a new trailer for a new show called The Romanoffs. Mm. And you would think, okay, this is going to be a period piece about the Romanoffs back in the you know 19-teens, right? Sure, let's go with that. That was the last... Uh, the the Romanovs were the last czar family of Russia right. before the Bolshevik Revolution. Mm. But no, this is a drama series about present day people that are convinced they're descendants of the Romanovs. Really? Yes. That's kind of cool. It looks really interesting. And it's people all over the world. So it oh, looks really cool. interesting. I'm down with that. The last streaming service we're going to be talking about is Plex. Mm. Okay. Um, if you don't know what Plex is, they really don't do they they don't do original content. They don't create their own series or anything. They're basically just a streaming service for TV show. Uh, you can watch TV channels, um, but what it is basically, it's really a way for you to share your digital content with friends. And as Marshall can tell you, I've got a pretty good digital library. You're and a hoarder. He watches. I am a hoarder, and so he what can watch anything on my server. Yeah, so I'll call you a digital hoarder. Yeah, pretty much content hoarder. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But the cool thing is, is uh, over the summer, they launched uh, podcast hosting. Yeah. And as of uh, a couple weeks ago, the usual podcast is now available on Plex. <laughs> Kick ass. I put it in there. I love it. So if you I do love have, it, if you do have Plex, go to the podcast uh, section, search the usual podcast. The more people add it to their favorites, the more will go up the levels and 
Just like iTunes. I like to go up levels. Word. I like to think I'm always leveling up. I don't know if it's the beers I've had oh, it's or, the beers. or my, um, you know, self, uh, maybe your self love, maybe your short sightedness. I'm not a tall man. All right. So I added some in here because I'm going to gloss over that. Uh, the Plex thing is cool, by the way. Thank you. Uh, so the TV time, I, I've kind of added this little, um, you came up with the name, um, but honestly, man, like I've been watching some stuff uh, over the summer, the wife and I, and it'd be kind of nice to just talk about a couple of things we've been watching. Cool. So uh, why don't you tell me what you're watching? So what I'm watching lately uh, on Netflix is this show called Altered Carbon, uh, which is legit cool. Um, action. I've, it got really good reviews. Yeah. Action, sci-fi with an element of like, this could be a thing. So... There's obviously an underlying dystopian element to it, which is why I like it. But uh, the short version of the premise is that anybody's body is a sleeve. And oh, really? they've decided they've figured out how to download consciousness into a disc that you is embedded in the spine. And so Interesting. there's this whole dynamic of, you know, it doesn't really matter what body you're in. It's who you actually are. But of course, there's there's a mystery element to it. There's a, a detective element to it. It's pretty cool. Plus, it's gory as hell. There's nudity. It's great. It's like Game of Thrones in the future with body swapping. It's badass. Okay. It's pretty fucking. It's pretty freaking cool. Um, that said, I've also been watching a ton of Steven Universe, um, and it's been around for a while. And I know I'm late to the party, but my kids um, started watching it kind of without me, and I tuned in. I was like, "This is brilliant. It's." It's a brilliant show. It's a very inclusive show. Uh, gender lines are blurred. Uh, um, e- you know, race. Ev- there's, everybody's represented, but it's also just like a really freaking cool show. And there are moments that actually get you, man. I, I really, I've been really liking that a lot. Um, am I watching anything else? What else we've been watching? A little bit of Good Place, which I really like. Um, I can't wait for season three. I we're behind, of course. Um, and I've been watching a ton of origins on Netflix as well, which tells the origins of things, which is cool. Cool. But anyway, um, what do you got? I'm actually, it's funny. I'm, I'm rewatching it or catching up on some older shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I really should have spent the summer catching up on the Berlanti verse, but I just didn't. Yeah. I never did either. Um, but I, I, because of your wife, I actually started thinking, you know, I stopped watching NCIS after season nine. They're now on like oh, season God, 16. She got to you. So uh, over the last few weeks, I watched uh, seasons ten and eleven, and partway through season twelve. She got you. Yes, I started rewatching uh, Cold Case, the old CBS show. Nice. Um, but of course, uh, over the summer, I watch every week. I watch uh, American Ninja Warrior and MTV's The Challenge. I know it's my guilty pleasure. Yeah, we're happy, but it's funny. Um, so there's that. Uh, two things I'm actually looking forward to. I mean, all the stuff that's returning this year, but a couple of shows that I'm actually looking forward to that are not on normal content, which is actually something I should put in the streaming section, is a couple of new YouTube shows mm. uh, that I saw panels for at Comic Con. One is called Origins. Oh, okay. And it stars Tom Felton from Harry Potter. Um, but it's basically kind of like, basically, it's about a ship of new people that are going to a new planet. Okay. And, um, then like eight of them wake up and everyone is gone 
and he could tell something bad happened on the ship. <laughs> but for some reason, these like eight to nine people didn't get off the ship with everybody else. Okay. Because they were all in cryosleep. And so, you know, whatever. The other one is called Impulse. And it's okay. actually from Doug Lyman, who directed Swingers. He directed I Edge of Swingers. Tomorrow. He directed okay. the first Bourne movie. He also directed Push. Or not Push. Uh, um, oh, I know what movie you're talking about. What's the one with... Uh, uh, the one with the disjointed sections with the kids? No, no. no with Hayden Christensen, where oh, he can... Jumper. Oh, Jumper. Okay. 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 Well, the, the reason why... Because it's, it's called Impulse, because they never got the rights back from the company. <laughs> so they can't call them Jumps or Jumper or whatever. But it takes place in that same universe. Okay. So I And I liked Jumper. Uh, uh, Blay, thanks. Yeah, I'll check out Gravity Falls, too. Thanks. Um, yeah, so those are so those things. Of course, I'm really looking forward to. I really need to catch up on Berlanti because we'll get yeah. to the news that was announced over this week. This well, summer. on that note, well, not on that note, but Kate and I actually watched. A, I've watched a couple of movies that I've been wanting to watch for a long time. I finally watched Justice League. Finally, um, that was. Uh, we we should talk about that. That was a little more interesting than I thought it would be. Um, and we watched uh, something else with the kids recently. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe it was just something. It doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, I feel like I'm forgetting a TV show that we've watched recently, the wife and I. We've been watching a lot of Alter Carbon. We're done with that. Um, oh, did watching? you watch the second season of The Toys That Made Us? I've watched... Uh, I, I think I fell asleep in a couple of them, but yes. Because I've there's Hello it. Kitty. There was... Yeah. Uh, I need to rewatch Hello Kitty because I think it just played through. Right. And I haven't watched it yet, but anyway. Okay, cool. All right, let's move on. Um, Disney parks. Yeah, so we're into another section that I've kind of created called Walk in the Park. Mm. And this is about parks news. So it could be Disney. It could be Six Flags. It could uh, be I Wizarding World. I was just there. Mostly about Disney, though, because yes. it's just what there's going to be the most news about. Um, somebody at Disneyland found a really cool mar- – if you open this, you can actually show the picture. Uh, found a very cool um, Infinity War Easter egg at, at Disneyland. And what it is, it's a newspaper wreck. And you see, kids, what newspapers are, are um, print versions of news are websites. You, are you explaining what <laughs> Are you explaining what a newspaper is? It was a joke. I actually had a newspaper conversation with my child today at dinner. Interesting. So yeah. basically, I had an old-style newspaper rack. And in it was, in uh, the cover was, it said, uh, oh, what, what's the headline say? Oh, uh, something. It says, Oh, no, they didn't. And it's the... the Iron Man, Spider-Man scene fighting alien foes. And it's the O-shaped alien craft that leaves the hemisphere. Oh, that's great. In in Infinity War. And then there's three headlines uh, at the very top that are all about Wakanda. And one is uh, talking about how they've joined the, the rest of the world. But I love the... Why don't you read the middle headline? Because it's hilarious. Damn it. Uh, middle headline of what? The very top middle of the... On the, the newspaper. Oh, yeah, on the newspaper. It says, excuse me. It says, Princess Shuri uh, at Coachella. Fierce royal fashion <laughs> scene. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's great. I love that. I love that. That's so, great. anyways, it's just really cool that, yeah. uh, and I'm sure you can't open it, so you can't get the copy of these. Although, it would be cool if they did print copies of it. Yeah, them. that would be cool. And, uh, Where is this at? It, in California Adventure? Some, somewhere? somewhere at Disneyland. So, yeah. I'm guessing it's going to be in the Hollywood area of California Adventure. Yeah, probably. Which is where they're going to be doing their Marvel stuff. Nice. Actually, it would make sense if it was just outside the uh, Mission yeah. Breakout ride. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, so, there's that. Uh do. Oh, I put this in. Yeah, you did. Uh, this is uh, in New York. It's not really parks news. It's um, fine. But, you know, I, I, 
I thought you'd get a kick it's out Disney of it. It's Disney experience. So it was New York. So the true um, expedition uh, to celebrate Mickey's Mickey Mouse's 90th anniversary is going to be in New York. Yes, because this is the twentieth, uh, the 90th birthday. He was mm. created in 1928. Yeah. Um, so this is, is very cool. They're actually, Funko's actually also releasing a whole uh, a line of uh, Funko's for, for Mickey. Yeah. And they're pre-ordering them right now, but there's a, a Steamboat Willie, Sources Apprentice, nice. Band Leader, all the classics. Well, there's a link in the show notes too. You can there's a video and stuff. I, I you know we're, we're gonna move past it pretty quick, but um, but it's pretty cool. I think if awesome. you're out in New York, I mean definitely yeah. check it out. Yeah, that would be very cool. All right, so we're on to Universal Usual. Um, we got some Berlanti news, of course. Uh, every year they do a major crossover. Last year was Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, uh, the year before was the first time we ever saw Supergirl right. in the the Arrowverse. Um, Want to tell everybody what the crossover is this year? It's Batwoman time. Yes, and that's going to be who's playing Ruby it? Rose. Yes, she's and from Orange Is the New Black. Right. Uh, wait, which one is she playing? That I'm trying to remember. Uh, she didn't start until season four. I think. Okay. Okay. But anyway, um, so we've got Bat Batwoman coming in. Um, I'm behind on all this stuff, and it's it's so sad, dude. Um, Okay, really quick here. You know how there's always uh, outrage and faux outrage against any decision? For example, Kelly Tran from right. Star Wars is going through a whole bunch of backlash right now for stupid reasons. The funny thing is, is the Bat the Batwoman character, which her name is, I think it's 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 something Kane. Yeah. Um, she actually just left Batman at the altar in the comic series. Right. But thing is, she did to leave for a woman. She's a lesbian, right? So, of course, when they cast Ruby Rose, people are coming out. Why didn't they cast a lesbian to play this character? And then super lesbian. Ruby Rose came on Twitter and said, I came out to my parents when I was 12. She's like, I've been a lesbian for so long. I know, right? But it just shows these people that are so stupid in their outrage. But that's what gets me, I mean, it's like those people that say Olivia Munn's not a geek. I mean, come on. Yeah, and that's that's what kills me, dude. It's like... You know, you can you can be mad about stuff when things aren't going your way, but it's like make sure that you understand who you're attacking first. Like this poor woman is like, yeah, no, I've been gay and I'm gay, and this is they cast me, and she, from what I understand, because the Ralph report talked about this this morning, uh, she's been denied roles because oh, yeah. she's gay, and it's like, okay, so how can you guys? And obviously, this is the age of the internet where nobody researches things before they get mad about stuff. So, you know, do your research and then get mad. She was actually just in the Meg. Oh, was, really? Yeah, she was good in that. Oh, okay, good. Um, um, all right. What else we got? So the cool thing about it is they're putting the Batwoman character on Earth 38, which is Supergirl's Earth. Oh, right. Nice. What I love about this, because Batwoman's eventually probably going to get her own show, mm. right? But what this does is you basically only saw Supergirl crossover with the other people during the crossover event. Right. But now she's going to have somebody that's on her Earth. That she can, that she can interact yeah. because you see Flash show up in Arrow in a cutscene every once in a while, or you know, same with Legends of, of, right. of Tomorrow stuff like that. Well, now you're going to be able to have something like that for Supergirl, cool. which Supergirl's kind of always been the redheaded stepchild for the the Burlingtonverse because it started on CBS, right. not on CW, exactly, and it's on a different Earth. So there's which that. Which is why I I never got into it because it started on you know. And we didn't have TV, but right. while we were watching it, So that's really cool. But right. they also announced this week that in the crossover, because they're bringing more people from from Earth-38, 
Tyler Hoechlin is going to be back as Superman. Nice. They're also introducing Lois Lane. Oh, uh, finally. We've seen Lana Lane for yeah. a couple of seasons now. The they're, same they're, planner? They haven't cast okay. it yet. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, but yeah, so basically we're getting Batwoman. We're getting Supergirl. We're getting Lois Lane. But you know what this also means is Batman is in the Earth 38 light. So, oh, that's interesting. So okay. I don't know if they're going to be bringing that in or what's good. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe a good time to get back into it. All right. So what DC news do we have? Uh, Tom Cruise uh, apparently is in the front runner to play the Green Lantern. I don't think that's going to be a thing, but I, I hope if, not. If they go. But think about it. If they go action movie route, I mean, why not get action star of all time oh exactly and, right? he, and he loves doing his, his own stunts and everything, yeah. so it'd be great but um i was kind of hoping that they would go with the green lantern that's african-american right and just kind of go that route so i mean i don't know it, it's interesting i don't i mean this is just a rumor obviously oh but. of course yeah i mean because the green lantern core is still a ways out yeah for sure. i think it's still two years out it'd be cool to have someone like uh, I, I think. Oh, don't on, get me wrong. Uh, he he would bring some heft. Yeah, on some level, obviously, it would bring something to the, the DC universe needs. It's like, oh, Tom Cruise is playing the Green Lantern. It's like, well, I'm going to see that movie that Tom Cruise is in. Exactly. What is it called? I don't care. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So is that? But you know, I can see the logic behind it. I don't know how founded it is, but it's just something I saw. So um, we have a little bit of Wonder Woman in 1984 news, mm. and there's actually something about Wonder Woman 84 that I didn't put in here. But they did a publicity shot this week okay. of the of uh, the f- four main characters. You know, so Steve uh, Steve Trevor, yeah, and uh, and Wonder Woman, and so basically the four main people, and Patty Jenkins is the director, and they reenacted the Beverly the the Breakfast Club photo oh, shoot. That's adorable. So that's pretty cool. I love it. It's adorable. But it was just announced in the last couple of days that it looks like Hans Zimmer is going to be scoring the Wonder Woman 1984. So uh, be prepared for a lot of wow. Well, be prepared for me crying a lot. Let me just tell you. Dude, I, are you going to bring up Gladiator? <laughs> so let me tell you. I'm just going to tell you real quick. I honestly, dude, like, I love George Lucas. You do? Not George Lucas. John um, Williams. John Williams. Love John Williams. Obviously, top composer. Hans Zimmer, dude. There's a couple things that he's done that when I play that song, I will literally cry. And some of it, yes, has to do with the Gladiator soundtrack. You son of a motherless goat. Uh, can we move on? Absolutely. Before I cry about freaking this song that is Should in I my head Beauty now? Should I sing Beauty and the Beast to you? Tale is old as no, time. That, I'm, not, I'm not Ralph Garman. But... <laughs> but but that's exactly the where I'm at. There's a couple songs doing that Gladiator soundtrack, bro. From um, Lisa Gerard. Lisa Gerard, thank you. She came from Dick and Dance, right? Yeah, yes. Once okay. she starts singing. Oh, she has such a, an angelic voice. Don't even get me started. All right. Uh, so Disney. Right uh, it's, it was announced it's this week day. that Disney's live action of Pinocchio yeah. is going to start filming next year. I don't know what that's going to look like. It's going to be weird. Is it CG? They said I really don't know, mm. um, but it's actually being written by that's that movie kind of freaks me out a little bit because if we're talking about like it's a marionette, is it a puppet, is it CG? Like, I mean, it's a wooden boy, yeah. Well, because Milan is already in production, they actually had their first publicity stills right, this I, week and yeah. it looks pretty darn cool. Um, The Lion King is already in production, Dumbo, we've already had our first trailer, yeah. Uh, Aladdin is being done by Guy Ritchie, and right. Will Smith is playing the uh, the genie. Right. Um, was that confirmed? Will Smith? 
Yeah, they're already okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it looks like Paul King uh, is going to be doing it. He did Paddington. Yeah. Okay. Um, which was so it's going to look like great. Paddington. Um, but it looks like the writer's Chris White's, mm. who did. Uh, actually, I believe he started with American Pie. Okay. But he went on to do one of the. Uh, um, uh, I'm just worried about how it's going to look. It's kind of going to freak me out. I don't want to be freaked out. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can freak out, but you know. It, it, yeah. Also, I'm fully aware of the fact that I'm not even at my microphone. <laughs> so here we are. All right. So so that's what's happening because you know all the live action stuff is happening. Yeah. Um. Because also right now they're also in production on Maleficent two right now. Right. Um. It looks like Pirates of the Caribbean six is rumored to be in the works. Oh. Cash cow. Yeah, it looks like they're going to keep the same director as five, but it might not actually have Johnny Depp. It might go in a different route. I feel like at this point they don't necessarily need Johnny Depp. No, but especially with all the tie-ins with the parks and everything else, I mean, it'll be it'll be fine. I feel like maybe they need to do one more with Depp, and then they can kind of keep going. But right. we're five movies in at this point, exactly. You know. All right. So uh, last week Disney announced um, their dates for D twenty three. Okay. Uh, it's going to be happening August 23rd through 25th, 2019, and it's going to be back in Anaheim. Okay. Um, they have a, uh, I'm going to just kind of. Orlando last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just throw out some price points here really quick. You go to the D23 website. Can anybody go to this? Yes. Okay. Uh, but they're more expensive if you're not a D23 member. Uh. If you're a gold member, you have exclusive uh, rights to purchase single day and multi-day tickets until August 23rd, which is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no, it's be- between August 23rd and November 20th. So I think okay. it goes to the general public after so that. A little time. Yeah, so we have a little bit of time. But the thing is, there was a deal. Uh, what's going to be is if you get a three-day ticket, it's $177 for the gold members, 67 for one day. After November, it goes up to 219 and 79 Uh, Kids' prices are cheaper. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, early bird pricing ends. Then there's that. Non-members are two forty-nine instead of one seventy-seven, and eighty-nine instead of sixty-seven. Is that per day? Uh, two forty-nine for three days, eighty-nine okay. for one day. That's not too bad. But the cool thing is, is that's roughly the price of uh, Comic-Con tickets, right? Yeah. Um, they're adding something new this year, is, and I'll read this whole paragraph. This is uh, written by ComicBook.com. Available exclusively to D twenty-three Gold and Gold family members are VIP Sorcerer packages. Offered in limited quantities at $2,500 per person. Benefits include a three-day ticket, exclusive entry to the venue, reserved seating for all presentations, including Hall D23, which is the equivalent of Hall Hall H, H, and the arena stage. Wow. As well as exclusive access to sorcerer-only convention areas, a private meet and greet, and other perks. What could that possibly cost? $2,500 per person. (laughs) Um, uh, also for a limited time between August 23rd and December 31st. So take advantage of that starting today. Ticket buyers. So you have to buy your ticket and then you'll have access to purchase exclusive merchandise, including stars from their respective worlds of Mickey Mouse, Woody, Black Panther, Animation Studios, Elsa, R2-D2, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, is expensive. That's what I've, for that package. Yes. Well, sure. But that's what I've come away from. Yeah. That's I would love to go to that, but I, I just, I, I can't do more than one convention a year at this point. No, I'm uh, actually going to be looking into seeing if uh, a press pass is, is possible. Yeah, do that. Fox. Uh, sorry. Okay, Fox. Uh, this is a big one. 
Yeah, so Comcast dropped out. Yeah. But then also what happened uh, this month is that the uh, the Fox shareholders had their vote on whether it happens. This is like the first major hurdle uh, besides Fox agreeing to be purchased. Um, but the shareholders had a vote and they voted 99% to in favor in favor. Well, of course. So now it's all now it's all to the regulators because they're like, well, we're going to make a lot of money, right? Exactly. So now <laughs> it just has to go to the SEC and the international banks and all that stuff. Okay. So there's still a lot more red tape to deal with. We're probably not looking at it until the middle of the next year. And we didn't say it, but this is the Disney deal. Yes. Yeah, buying out Fox. Yeah. Disney buying Fox. Um, but this is a, a major hurdle. Yeah, that's a big deal. Um, but one of the things you have to think about is there's some major properties that Disney's going to be purchasing that Fox is already having work mm-hmm. done on. And the big things are there's two X-Men movies in the works right now. Um, and actually, they're both supposed to be done by late summer this year. True. And it, the rumor is that they're actually in the can ready to go minus some post-production stuff. But filming is done on both X-Men Dark Phoenix. Oh, right. That was a long time ago they announced that. And... Um, the New Mutants with Maisie Williams. Yeah. Well, Dark Phoenix has been pushed back to get this Valentine's Day Valentine's of 2019. Day. Okay. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Um, and New Mutants is pushed back to um, some unspecified date. But what okay. Disney did is they came out today and said they'll rep- they will reportedly release Fox X Men movies that are completed or in production at the time of acquisition. Okay. So as long as Fox starts them by now. Disney will continue. Then they'll continue. Okay. Because a lot of people thought they might just get rid of it. At the very least, what they're going to do is, is just put it on the streaming service. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Um, I can understand them doing that with New Mutants, but yeah. Dark Phoenix, unless they really want to pull it out so they can they can focus it on uh, adding the X-Men to the MCU. Yeah, if they want to reboot the whole thing and, and get into the whole narrative, that makes sense. But Dark Phoenix would be just a moneymaker at the box office. I mean, at least a few hundred million dollars. Yeah, for sure. Worldwide, so. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, oh. Yeah, you did this one. So I did this one. I threw this in there. Um, Deadpool 2 director David Leitch? Leitch? I don't know how to say it. Yeah, he was one of the co-directors of John Wick. Yeah, and he he's rumored to come back for Deadpool 3. It makes sense, but it's just a rumor right now. But um, I don't know. I love Deadpool 2. I'm, I'm wondering. I, I know- just rewatched that a couple days ago. Yeah. And I loved it because, you know, their, their credits, they never actually say the names. It just says crap. Yeah. And when they're saying David Leitch for the directing, it said the guy from the, the guy that killed the dog in John Wick. Yeah, and I'm like, I love that's it. awesome. So that said, I, I'm hoping that happens. I really enjoy it. I love the Deadpool movies, but. Yeah, I just rewatched it. And Zazie Beats just nailed Domino. I loved it. Yeah. Um. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, this is you. Oh, uh. So, when is the date of this? Other people have spoken out, and I have a link. I have a link in the show notes. This is the last controversial thing we'll talk about. Right. Um. But Marvel is already said they're not going to hire rehire James Gunn, based off of the tweets that resurfaced from ten years ago, et cetera, et cetera. You probably know the story by now. Right. But, um, in show of support, cast members Chris Pratt. Zoe Soldano, Bradley Cooper, David Bautista, um, Vin Diesel, Karen Gillian, a bunch of others have already said, you know, signed a letter that said, hey, can you consider bringing him back? The the um, latest thing I saw is Bobcat Goldthwaite, who did the voice yeah. of uh, uh, Panic, I think mm-hmm. it was Panic or Pain from Hercules. And they actually, he has an ongoing, they use his voice in an ongoing thing at one of the parks. Um, he's actually asked for them to stop using it. Oh, in defense of James Gunn. Interesting. 
Um, there's a lot of stuff going along around this. Um, and it says, um, there's a script. I mean, what, I, what, I, what bums me out is he was already slated to work on it. And, um, well, he writes them too. Yeah. And so are they going to use it? Or are they not? I think it's going to get a little, it's going to get a little wonky. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, any thoughts on this? Uh, Disney's going to do what they're going to do. Um, I'm disappointed, but, um, you kind of, the thing is, is Disney's a very, um, a zero tolerance type of company. Sure. And so you can't, you can't rub the wrong, wrong way and then have them say, okay, we forgive you. Well, you can't like, um, like they got rid of John Lasseter. Well, I mean, Lasseter stepped down as being the chief creative officer because of some comments he made or whatever. And this was quietly done a couple of years ago. Um, I think he's still a, a, uh, advisor of something, Mm. but he's not in a controlling role anymore. Um, you can't do that and ask somebody as big as John Lasseter, who yeah. is over everything creative, and not do it to somebody yeah. who's directing a movie. Well, and I, I agree, Blay. It won't be the same without him. Um, I hope I, I like to think they reconsider, but again, if they reconsider him, like Will said, you don't have to reconsider multiple other deals, but at the same time, you know, a a bad well, and Blaze, well, Blaze, right? James Gunn knows the characters best. Yeah. That's why they brought him into Infinity War, right? To write the the Guardians for, uh, for those characters, and yeah. we and we talked about that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. I, I I don't think Disney's gonna come back and say, okay, you can work on it. But at the same time, um, I, maybe they can find a happy medium somewhere. I don't know what that looks like. But, yeah, I really yeah. don't know. Um, All right, we have a couple more things, and we're out. Yeah, just a couple more. Uh, one thing from the Wizarding World. Uh, Natalie Dormer, who played uh, a major role in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and she was also Cressida in the uh, Hun- Hunger Games series. Yep, she has uh, been announced that she's going to be the uh, the voice actor that's going to be doing the Audible book for the new Harry Potter book, A History of Magic. Nice, um, which was actually a um, exhibition that they did that was incredibly well uh, well received. And now they're doing a book, and it's coming out uh, October 4th. So we're, what, like six weeks away? Um, and, again, you can go to audibletrial.com slash the usual podcast. Join for free. Get your free book. And um, Indeed. and pre-order the uh, Hogwarts of History of Ma- uh, History of Magic. All right. So. Uh, uh, more Kevin Smith news. Because yeah. this guy's all over. And we still haven't gone to the fact that he hasn't announced what his. Because he's doing something with a major IP. He's doing a bunch of stuff. And right we, now. but there's something with a major budget that we don't yeah. know yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it came out this week that he had written a a four episode or four issue arc for Hit mm-hmm. Girl. Yeah. And they uh, came out with the they uh, brought the artist on. Yeah. Um. It's a female. It's a female um artist. Right. Uh. Wait. Yes, it's a female artist uh, that is doing it, and it's the first female artist to be to do Hit Girl. Yeah, and if you don't remember Hit Girl, it was from the the uh, the Badass series. She was uh, played by Chloe Grace Moretz. Mm. Um, What's this- great about this is I just listened to him talk about this on Fat Man on Batman. And he said, "Well, um, he basically Hit Girl finds out there's a movie being made about her or something." It's basically the Very Jay, Jay and Silent Bob, Jay and Bob yeah. plot, <laughs> um, which is hilarious. Yeah, and so this was all announced by Mark Miller, who does a lot of the Malar. Uh, actually, I think it's it's pronounced it's is written it Malar, Malar, but I think it's pronounced Miller. Okay, okay. Um, 
but so basically it's called uh yeah the, talking about the the movie angle mm. it's called hit girl the golden rage of hollywood <laughs> instead of the golden age it's the golden rage yeah, that's great and it's going to be a four issue arc and it's going to start in january 2019 with issue 13 because yeah. i think they're on issue 10 right now so like because i yeah. think it's a monthly okay. uh, monthly issue and they released the first uh uh, cover so if you want i don't know if you want to bring it up yeah but it's actually a pretty darn cool looking cover you can bring it up sure buddy it actually it reminds me it's very blunt man and chronic ish oh that's cool yeah dude so um this is pretty cool man i i, I like when smith works in comics yeah and you know what the funny thing is i actually wasn't a, huge, a ton of comics yeah i wasn't a huge fan of the the badass movies yeah um but hit girl was one of my favorite characters in that right. um and i've never read the comics but i will definitely read this uh this arc We'll leave that up there to the end. So what do you think, dude? Oh, kind of going back to James Gunn really quick. Uh, Blaine makes a great point yeah, that Taika, Taika Waititi, Waititi yeah. would be great to step in because he's got that same sort of voice. Yeah. And I, and, and we, I actually, that's what I was trying to think of what I watched with the kids recently. We watched, we've been watching um, random Marvel movies that they can watch out of context. Thor. Right, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, they loved it. Oh my god, they loved it. It was. Well, I'm uh, sure they loved Korg. And Korg, I mean that that voice, dude. That Taika Waititi. I mean, homeboy. I I could listen to him say anything. It just it made yeah. me. It makes me laugh no matter what. So um, anyway, so that's the last of our of our news for the show. So are we done? We're done. Oh my god, long first show. How long has it been? Plus trailer time, two and a half hours. Holy crap! Yeah, we've been here a while. What time is it? <laughs> It's nine forty-five. <laughs> oh, I was actually hoping to be done by nine o'clock so I can go to the dollar store, but that's not happening. So thanks for tuning in <laughs> the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at the usual podcast.com, email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter and Will is at Amro Griggs. You can find us on all the social medias. You can find us on all of your favorite podcatchers. Uh share us, like us, and tell your friends teespring.com slash store slash usual podcast you can buy some merch do some stuff don't forget to go to teespring.com slash completionist and oh. if you use the code pucked three ten percent off anything in the store you heard him you heard the man that's it uh, a couple other ways to support the show audibletrial.com slash usual podcast get a free audiobook on us and the very best awesome way to support us is our patreon page patreon.com slash usual podcast give us a buck or two or more an episode we'll send you some stuff we'll like you we'll shout you out we'll do lots of things which for reminds you me because I you're giving us money i still have the bag of swag from comic-con that we need to send out shit we got a um, bag of swag don't forget to, to try to become a drinking buddy become a drinking buddy and be awesome be awesome well my friend we gotta get out of here i'm tired I know, but you know what I'm going to do, right? Yeah, I do. I'm going to have a fun. Uh, the rest of you have a fun. We'll see you all next week. Peace. <laughs> so stupid. Um, I was trying to like, so stupid. I hate you. <laughs> you love me. Uh, thanks, guys. <laughs>